podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from Fantasy Football Scouts. Um, here we'll discuss the best armband options for game week 32. Um, I've started a tiny bit earlier just in case there was any technical issues because I have a new computer. Um, so that means I'm uh, back uh hosting the Scoutcast tonight, hopefully all being well, and uh, Tom and myself have done a quick test. So if anything goes awry this time around, it'll be my fault I'm not pressing a button, because <laughs> I, I have the technology in place. Um, Tom, welcome, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks Joe. Um, looking forward to a regular game week um, with no blanks or doubles, which feels like a bit of a rarity this season, doesn't it? So, um, yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm quite looking forward to that as well, um, because uh, uh, beginning of April, um, um, with everything in my life, it's just completely changed, <laughs> but mainly around the computer. But there's all sorts of things around really boring stuff as a as a freelance journalist. Um, and April is a time of big change. So everything's changed at once, including in fantasy football with new fixtures coming out. So we'll talk about those in great detail, the double game weeks that are coming. Um, uh, we'll talk about those more on the Scoutcast. But it's the captaincy we're talking about now. We're talking about armband. Um, so uh, before we move on um, to look at the key uh, con- candidates and key contenders there, I understand you've got a few words to say about Fanteam. Yeah, so the uh, the Fanteam Monster is back again this week. It is the weekly tournament where you pick 11 players. It's a safety net in place. Um, But it's quite an interesting week um, and maybe an opportunity to focus on some other players and teams, given that City and Liverpool are up against each other. Um, So if you're you're into fan team, um, have a look at the Weekly Monster. Okie doke. So let's have a look at these fixtures. So, um, yeah, as you said, single game week for a rare occurrence. So um, that's probably not going to happen. Well, I think it might happen once or twice, maybe again. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, let's have a look at these fixtures. there's two two kind of key takeaways here. One is Man City play Liverpool. So that sort of counts them out possibly uh, for the armband. But we'll talk about that a bit more later. Um, and also um, Spurs form. We just cannot ignore it. <laughs> and they are away to your team, Aston Villa. <laughs> so my yeah. captaincy at the moment is currently on Kane. And I would imagine those that don't have Kane and have Son will be very tempted yeah. to put the armband that way. Um, so, yeah, looking at these fixtures here, we've got Newcastle against Wolves, Everton, Manchester United on the Saturday, um, Arsenal, Brighton, Southampton, Chelsea, Watford against Leeds. Um, Rafinha could be an outside bet for nine points, as usual, um, <laughs> if he's doing well. Uh, Villa against Spurs to round off Saturday. And then on Sunday, we've got Brentford against West Ham, uh, Leicester against Palace, uh, Norwich against Burnley. And then that, that it all rounds off with that City-Liverpool game. That's either going to be 10 goals was on none <laughs> but um so it could be could be good for the captaincy so what, what's your um kind of main, main takeaway from uh game week 32 and the captaincy well i like the fix i like the villa spurs fixture that's the one you're immediately drawn to isn't it i mean spurs are improving they've won four of the last five they're scoring a lot of goals aren't they they've scored at least two in their last five matches and it feels like everything's coming together for them. They're, they're in fourth place now, albeit Arsenal have got a game in hand. 
But then for Villa, it's going in the opposite direction. Um, we've lost three in a row now. Mm. Against good teams, you know, Wolves, Arsenal, West Ham, but um, very inconsistent. Prior to that, we had won three in a row against Leeds, Southampton and Brighton. And that has really been, it's been like that under Gerard really since, since he came in. Um, patches of good form and then poor results like we had against Watford and Newcastle and things like that. So this feels like... Um, it feels like a good fixture to target for the captaincy, okay. given that um, our Salas and our De Bruyne's uh, are maybe not quite so appealing this week. Indeed. Um, I've raided the Fancy Football Scout comparison tool in the members area to put the other graphic um, that's on screen here. And just for those listening on the podcast, um, this is basically a, um, a, a list of all the fixtures in fixture difficulty. So we've got uh, dark blue at the top. Um, and then right down to Liverpool and Man City in red at the bottom. Um, so the best fixture is in fact Leeds against Watford, according to this um, this uh, fixture difficulty. And then you've got the Burnley-Norwich game. So Burnley are in second, then Norwich um, just behind them. So there's anticipated some goals there. I understand that Sean Dyche has been telling his um, team to... Um, to score <laughs> which would be nice <laughs> uh, so who knows maybe this will be the match um, uh, then we've got West Ham against Brentford uh, Bowen is back um, could be a contender yeah. but Brentford looking good looking good Be- mm. beat Chelsea uh, Leicester against Crystal Palace uh, and then Manchester United against Everton Arsenal against Brighton there's a lot of good fixtures here um, and it could yeah. be a time to be a bit different with the armband if you don't fancy going for a Spurs asset um, and then right down the bottom we got you know Southampton against Chelsea City against Liverpool um, being the hardest ones to judge so yeah looking at this fixture difficulty Rafinha could be a good bet Bowen um, Madison <laughs> I mean these, these, there's some, it's a good week to be different perhaps yeah, I mean, I'm a, I always look for these kind of opportunities in FPL where you can go against a more popular choice. Um, it just feels like Kane and, and Son as well are in are in such good form and Spurs are that I'm finding it hard to look away past that at the moment. Um, let, let's delve into a few of those options in a bit. But mm. should, we, should we have a bit of chat about Son and Kane first, okay. maybe? And, um, good. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, so we'll let, uh, one of the debates that's been going on is <sighs> Spurs are really good at theories. I remember Dembele theory yeah. with Kane. Yeah. Can't score if, he, if he's not on the pitch and so on. The, the current narrative is that Son is fantastic at home, but not so great away. Kane yeah. is great away. And he's also good at home. <laughs> yeah. So Kane's your, your option if they're, for the armband if they're playing away. Son at home if you own him. Well, you're going to get some returns. And that has been pro- that has proved the case in recent weeks. So I've, got, I've, I've raided the Fantasy Football Scale members area once again um, for a look at their comparison tool as well. So I've looked at fixture difficulty and now I'm looking at the comparison tool. And I've compared Son home and away and this is for the all home matches and all away matches so i know he might not have played the same amount so i've i've filtered it by an average performance average, yeah. of, of all the home games and all the away games so this is showing um that he's 66 percent uh compared to 34 percent. so 66 percent better i suppose you would phrase it as uh at home and 34 percent of his points are coming from away matches um, is key indicators uh, you've got many more uh, key indicators these are things like shots on target those types of things and if you look at his heat map as well 
Um, he's he's much more busy around the box, so he's not just taking corners. He's not he's he's the sort of red heat map uh, of uh, of Son is he's is he's he's getting towards the penalty box, being a bit more creative, probably shooting a bit more, and that's all at home. Um, and away less so. So yeah, that's the Son narrative. There's the picture that shows it. So yeah, is is Son really the home man, and perhaps not to captain away? What do you reckon? Well, they're both elite options, aren't they, in FPL? And them doing well often goes hand in hand together. You know, it, it, we've seen it so many times when they rack up halls in, in, in the same game because Kane is often assisting Son and it can happen vice versa. I, I'm sceptical about kind of forcing too many ideas and narratives too soon. You know, it was only a couple of weeks ago that Kulisevsky came in and everybody said, this is good for Kane. Son is too expensive now. And then two big performances later and everybody wants Son again at the moment. I mean, Kane has been better away than Son under Conte, but Son has scored away goals this year. You know, he scored at Newcastle. I think he scored at um, Leeds. He scored at Arsenal as well. So I'm not particularly worried about it. I mean, if if you own the both of them, I think you're probably going to go for Kane. But if you just own Son, which is the case for a lot of managers out there because of the budget, um, I'd, I'd happily came, uh, captain uh, Son, Son, Son this week. Um, I think if I have to pick this game, maybe might suit Kane okay. a What's little that? bit more. Well, Son's going to be, you look at that that heat map there, Son will be attacking the side where Matty Cash is playing for Villa. And now Matty Cash has been one of the best players of late for Villa. He's had a very, very good season. Uh, he's going to the World Cup with Poland. He feels like he's in a good moment at the moment. Whereas Kane is going to be up at, against Mings, who is slightly error prone I think it's fair to say um, he's got the penalties as well um, so I'm kind of looking at this thing. if I own the two I, I, I am kind of swaying towards Kane um, a little bit but that doesn't mean to see, say Son is a bad option this week and I'm not going to read too yes he's yes he's performing better at home but that doesn't mean he has to be really bad away either no. so. okay well let, let's have a look at um, Kane's home and away so see, see what the difference mm. is and you can see what um, a beastie is home and away. This is, this is quite, um, this fills me with joy as a cane owner. <laughs> Finally, mm. I might get a good captaincy return after blanking with Salah this week. Um, mm. But yeah, in terms of home matches, 57% um, of his uh, uh, points coming from home matches, but 43% away. So uh, obviously still better at home. Most most players are, most teams are better at home. Um, exactly. But, but but at the same time, it's showing that away, um, you know, he is competing and and looking at the heat map here for the benefit of those uh, watching in black and white or or listening to the podcast version. There's a mass of red. Kane is busy all over his attacking half, penalty box around the penalty box everywhere. He's all over the place, and that yeah. is also the case away. Um, and in terms of key indicators, things like shots in the box, all that kind of stuff, um, plus eight. So he's so in 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 eight of those metrics, those types of metrics, he is is performing better away. Um, so this fills me with joy as a cane owner. So should should cane owners just not overcomplicate things and just captain Kane? Well, 
look, I mean, this there is an opportunity this week to look elsewhere because we haven't got somebody like Salah who's so often favoured. So you could look elsewhere. I mean, Villa have have turned it on at home under, under Gerard at times, but I do think he, he is probably the leading sensible candidate, uh, candidate this week. Um, and just going back to those heat maps, I mean, we saw his role change at the weekend, didn't we, Kane? They, they had a not a great first half against Newcastle, and then he kind of went deeper into this more playmaking role, which you can see on the heat map, yeah. those kind of areas which he's dropping into. Um, so that would that would affect those kind of key performance indicators in terms of his shots and things like that, because he turned a bit more of a creator. I think he did have five shots at the weekend, but yeah. none of them were on target. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, it, you've got to put Kane and Son right up there with the captaincy this week. Um, I think they're definitely the best couple of options. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I've never been more convinced looking at my team yeah. and the players I have yeah. that I will be captaining Kane this week. Only, yeah. only injury would uh, put it that yes. way. Uh, as a vice captain, I may go for Salah um, uh, in the absence yeah. of any City players. Um, Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. But there's also others as well. There's other options as well. So let's have a look at the expected goal involvement stats. Um, these are the latest ones from last night's match taken into account as well. Over the last four matches. And that shows that Tony at Brentford. This shows Brentford's resurgence. Also his penalties as well. So this is all included there. Uh, he's actually top. He's at top out of all players. Uh, expected goal involvement of uh, well over four. Next is Havertz at Chelsea which uh, given Chelsea's doubles coming up. Um, but the fact that Chelsea have a good fixture this week as well. Um, so it suggests mm. this could be a Havertz week. It could be a really smart differential. Um, then there's Kane, just behind, just up, just under four uh, uh, goals expected to have been involved in. Uh, so it underlines his potential there. And Son's a bit further behind, but still not too shabby. Um, just up, expected goal involvement, just under three. And then you've got Ster- um, just behind Kane, you've got Sterling, Ronaldo, then Salah. So Salah's dropped down. Salah's usually top of this. Uh, he's usually yeah, second yeah. or top, uh, but he's dropped down a bit, but he's still in the reckoning. He's, you know, there's not much. These are all expected to be involved in three to four goals, really. Um, and then you've got Fernandez, Zaha, Crystal Palace. Could be an intriguing captaincy option. Uh, then there's Son. And then Rafinha, who I mentioned before, playing for Watford. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. Um, so, um, uh, yeah, looking at this, there, there are other options you mentioned about being a bit different um this could be the week to do it what what players out of this list do you do you would you put the armband on if you owned them and felt a bit maverick well just going you mentioned Havertz there the the only thing which is off-putting for um for you know Chelsea for West Ham for Leicester this week is the fact that this game week is sandwiched in between their Europa League ties so um Obviously, Chelsea have got this massive doubleheader against Real Madrid. So it's very hard to predict. This feels like a match which Lukaku could get at the weekend, possibly. Havertz feels like first choice. And if he's first choice, he's probably going to play the Real Madrid games. Um, 
And the same can be said for players like Bowen. West Ham have obviously got um, Leon, isn't it? Yeah. Leicester have got PSV in the, the in the Conference League. So I'm not going to personally go with the captaincy okay. towards any of those three clubs, just because I'm a bit unsure about how the manager's going to approach it. Um, obviously, City and Liverpool don't have that. They're going to have to go all guns blazing regardless, aren't they? Yeah. Um, so, so because of, they face each other, of course. So out of that list... Um, Probably Rafinha, I would have thought. Mm. Um, obviously, with Bamford being out now, you will you would hope that it'll be on penalties. It's not guaranteed because mm. Jesse Marsh has come in, but he might have that. And it's and it's, it's about the fixture, isn't it? But I mean, I can understand why people will be um, a bit hesitant with that because he's uh, he's frustrated quite a few FPL managers of late, hasn't he, Rafinha, with some. Yeah. Um, Big performances, but but lack of lack of FPL returns. Definitely, he's, he's, he strikes me as a kind of player that um, it's difficult with this current climate climate in terms of double game weeks and blanks because because he's not playing in thirty three. So myself yeah. and many other people who own him will probably get rid of him then. Yeah. But Rafinha, yeah. his returns, he's very much as I think a long term hold in the sort of Mason Mount. He's going to get the odd assist. He's going to perform yeah. great. Perhaps be the best player on the pitch, but maybe only nick a goal. And he's a kind of, you know, over time you're going to get a quite a nice average from him. But he's not the kind of player you can dip you can dip in and out of. <laughs> and is and is he going to be? Is he a truly captainable asset? I mean, I I, I did actually captain him recently in the double yeah. game week, but that's a slightly different situation yeah. when you've got two games. Um, it's hard. All of the there's, there's those big relegation kind of clashes this weekend, isn't there? With Leeds against Watford and Norwich against Burnley as well, and it's it's hard to read what kind of games they're going to be. Are they going to be cagey affairs? Um, an early goal in one of them could open it up, for instance. Yeah. But um, yeah, I've mentioned Rafinha, and obviously with Salah, you know what you're getting, don't you? But um, this feels like a, a tough a, a tough match to call. There has been recently quite a few goals in these kind of matches, but. I'm looking at it as an opportunity this week to look elsewhere mm-hmm. um, rather than going with Salah. He's going through a bit of a slump, yeah. isn't he? Um, yeah. You know, post-AFCON, but his, his numbers are still really good. Yeah. Um, admittedly, not as high on that table as he has been recently, but he's still putting up good numbers. So, Definitely. again, captain in Salah is never really a bad thing, is it? So, um, no. Um, just just before I round off by looking at some of the uh, worst defences, um, just uh, uh, a rather late hello to those who have joined us in the live chat. So uh, obviously I've got a um, new computer, new screen, I've got things all over my screen now. And uh, so I have found the uh, chat part. So um, welcome to okay. Joshua, Bernardo, uh, Nick, that guy, Kathan, Tex. Uh, nuclear atoms, Big A, Rommel, and all the others, and I can't scroll up anymore. There, I've run out of space. But um, welcome to you all. Um, so, uh, looking at looking at the comments so far, uh, Bernardo has picked up on Rafinha being out for thirty three, and the move to Barnes or Madison looks good there. Yeah, I um, think that'll be popular. Uh, Rafinha yeah. to Madison so far is my option, but if Barnes yeah. is looking super duper by then, then uh, maybe him. But um, I agree with that. Uh, Joshua Tan just captain Salah guys. Lol. So, well, um, no, I did that last time, but it wasn't a lol. <laughs> it, was a, it was a lull, not a lol. Um, uh, or an, or Ka- Camador has just popped in the chat and just says, 
ELO. I don't know whether that's the Electric Light Orchestra or uh, it was a Spanish okay. thing. Um, so, uh, Mr. Jobs, uh, Salah three goals. I'm not sure what that's referring to. Reese James in this week and giving him the armband says it's Rizzo. Uh, mm, okay. Mm, that, now, just, just the time and 18 point return. Um, was it was it 18 yeah. point return in the last uh, the last time he was heavily backed for the captaincy? Um, so yeah, not, yeah, not, it's just not I, I like I like I like I love James as a player. Mm. If he starts against Real Madrid though in the Champions League, I think it could be risky at the weekend. Definitely. But that's not to say it can't work. It's hard to get into the, the the head of these some of these managers. He might want to play him to start building up his fitness. It's difficult to say, but it just feels a little bit risky. But let's see what happens in Europe first. Okay, and let's just round off with having a look at some of these um, worst offences. Uh, Norwich yeah. still up there, <laughs> still <laughs> still the worst offence. Uh, and then Burnley. So Norwich play Burnley, two teams that can't score or defend. Brilliant. It'll, st- it'll still be it'll still be nil nil, <laughs> won't it? But... <laughs> somehow, uh, yeah. Uh, but somehow, um, Brighton. Um, I think it was thirty-one shots. I think it has reminded yeah, me today. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I was talking about Brighton fans saying shoot, shoot, and that's not a problem now. They are shooting; <laughs> yeah. um, they're just not shooting very well. I think the the bulk of those <laughs> thirty or so shots were off target. So lucky, mm. lucky Norwich there. That could have been an absolute field. There could be thirty nil. There could have been Brighton against Western Samoa. Um, then Leicester's defence looking a bit shabby. They've only conceded four goals last four, but they expected to have conceded well over eight. And then West Ham as well could have been counting themselves a bit, um, a bit lucky there. Uh, uh, goals conceded six um, and um, expected goals conceded game towards eight. Then Brighton, the defence still looking a bit shabby, even though mighty Norwich couldn't breach them. Um, and would then, you um, would you consider an Arsenal player for for captaincy, Joe? Or um... Um, I am tempted to vice captain Saka. Yeah, and yeah. I think. Yes, I think this is a good time to play Brighton, but it's also perhaps, as Crystal Palace showed, a good time to play Arsenal. And seeing as Brighton can't hit a barn door at the moment, maybe maybe they will this time around. Because um, Arsenal with that... Now, I don't know what your theory is with this. Another theory here. Arsenal without Tierney are rubbish. (laughs) No Tierney last night. No coincidence, they're awful. (laughs) I mean, they struggled down that side, didn't they? In the first half, Tavares was hauled off again at half time. They yeah. put Xhaka to left, put Xhaka to left back. That's embarrassing, isn't it? Well, yeah, and, and Gabriel was struggling next to Tavares specifically. There was gaps appearing in that first half, and it does feel like a few days ago, Saka was genuinely be talk, being talked about a bit more for the captaincy this week. But yeah. obviously, people who were considering that are maybe thinking twice I mean Arsenal have been really good recently haven't they and yeah. um, which is why it's such a surprising we shouldn't write them off just because of yeah. one bad result but it but it is a bit worrying I think I think out of the Arsenal options Saka's the one as well isn't it Lacazette yeah. I don't think he scored a goal from open play since game week 16 I was looking last night and I think he scored two penalties since then but from open play um, and he wasn't really he struggled to get into the game last night and uh, Martinelli was benched as well he came on at half time and he, he expect him to start the weekend but um, Brighton Brighton not doing mm. not doing great but they don't concede too no. many away from home um, even going through that run so um, yeah, it's hard to put people like Saka and Lacazette alongside Kane and Son isn't it this week definitely you know? and I, I think also with Lacazette he's very indicative of what's happened to strikers 
in, in recent years, but definitely this season much more, that the striker is taking that Firmino role, that sort of holding the ball up, being creating the play, not necessarily creating the chance that leads to a, a goal, but you know, assisting the assister or um, and just being really integral to their their side. But fast yeah. fantasy managers, absolute awful. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, well, it, that sums up the lack of forward options this yeah. year. The fact that Lacazette, I mean, Lacazette has been chipping along with assists and things like that and doing fine. But um, yeah, it kind of sums up the, the category as a whole at the moment, isn't it? There's a lack of options. Um, I've just been working on a bench boost piece for the site for game week 33 and trying to get strikers in who double in 33 and are appealing is, is really, really tricky. Um, and it, yeah, you know, if you haven't got a bench boost, you, you're probably considering shifting to just one striker, aren't yeah. you? Um, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I've got a bench boost left and I'm using it in 33 because and then you're weirdly I have two Southampton strikers. <laughs> so, um, Bro- Brozier is probably the best option yeah, that easy. does double low and Adam. But I agree, yeah. it's it's an absolute minefield and I cannot mm. wait to just feel one striker from 34 yeah. onwards. <laughs> just go, go with Kane and then two yeah. GPs. Just see, and, yeah. see what you can get. But yeah, mm. it's, it's not the season of the striker. We have to wait no. for some new strikers to be recruited by the clubs next season. We, we need Haaland to come in we and if Harland. he's... If he's at City and Kane's at Spurs, then that suddenly gets interesting, doesn't very, it? Very, very interesting well. indeed. Mm. Um, excellent. Um, thanks so much for joining me, Tom. Thanks so much for all of those that joined us in the live chat. Over 300 of you now. Thanks to the technology for holding up. Um, it all <laughs> seems to work. It's slightly chaotic on my screen. Thank God no one can see that at the moment except for me. Um, uh, just to finish off, Bernardo says, Joe, are you going to sell Adams this week? No, because he's got a double game week coming up and I've got more pressing concerns concerns as most managers have so Che Adams can wait um, and on that bombshell um, Tom thanks so much for joining me good luck with your decision to captain Harry Kane good luck with my decision to captain Harry Kane and good luck to all Harry Kane owners and maybe Son owners as well uh, but uh, thanks a lot <laughs> goodbye yeah, cheers, cheers James